Movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello. Let's uh, let's go ahead and make this a special episode for the ladies. We'll call it Hers Day. Oh, for the ladies. Uh, minute 184. In this minute, Brock never lets it in. Um, so right away, Brock admits that you know. He really never let Titanic in until until Rose sort of told the story. Uh, and then we see Rose, old Rose. To Before we get to that, I want to say I think Bill Paxton does a really good job with this line. And, and I mean this part in general, where he's in this ridiculous outfit hmm. with largely ridiculous dialogue. But I, I miss Bill Paxton. Yeah, he does, he does everything he can to, like, make that guy have an actual uh, kind of kind of underappreciated probably by me at times but sad he's gone yeah yeah and and he is he like you know we we uh, there's a lot of brock levitt jokes that are bad but it's not bill paxton's fault none of it is bill paxton's fault yeah um although i would like to see what was it harvey Keitel in this role no it was um not harvey uh, Keitel. well de niro was supposed to be the captain right yeah, it was Gene Hackman they wanted in this oh role. Oh, my God. That, yeah, I can't see that at all. Um, uh, I mean, I'd like to see it. It would be different. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be really angry the whole time and good. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I would like to see it as well. I don't know if it'd be better, but I would like oh, to I'd see like it. Oh, I'd like to see it. Yeah. I'm just, like, would they still have had Lewis then, like, I can't imagine those two having scenes together. I can't either. Now I'm imagining Lewis in the French Connection. <laughs> in the Roy Scheider role. Yes, with Popeye. It's uh, in in uh, Crimson Tide, it's Gene Hackman facing off against the guy who played Lewis. <laughs> so Denzel Washington. Uh, so, yeah, Brock, Brock never lets it in, you know, and then we sort of cut over to old Rose, and she's in her ghost nightgown um guys i've been noticing this more lately maybe it's because it's summertime old people love wearing white why is that <laughs> what i uh, see they're virgins <laughs> like do they not spill they respect the rule that you can only wear white between memorial day and labor day oh that could be it that could also, be it. Old people that remember that rule old people spill a lot dude well, they're always wearing white, and I'm like, I'm 34, and I'm afraid of spilling. Yeah, uh, the, 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 when their grandchildren come, like, did you eat today? Yeah. Look at my shirt. <laughs> Gloria Stewart, is this her real hair? I, I would not. guess not. Because with this wind blowing, it's just strange. That is it's qu- like It's like Gozer's hair three <laughs> years later. <laughs> It's quite a mane of hair for anyone to have, yet alone a old lady. Um, you know, I looks like one of, like Edgar Winter. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I'm, um, you know, I know our heart of the ocean, um, Megan, has mentioned this before. 
Um, so this is from this is her, but she said that there's a certain age that a woman hits, where if she has long hair, she looks like a witch. Hmm. And that's an old rose issue right here. That needs to be shorter. You look like a witch now. That's just Black Philip. Help her get a haircut. And I believe in it. Let's do a GoFundMe for Old Rose's haircut. Um, so she's walking up to the end of the Keldish. Shuffling. And, sh- <laughs> and she starts. Black Philip is beckoning her for over the side <laughs> of the ship. She she's starts, going to live deliciously. <laughs> she starts climbing up onto the railing. And Bones are cracking. <laughs> I mean. That's where this minute ends. What is she doing to do here? Is she checking out the propellers? She's going to shoot some dolphins like her old boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's that's sort of how this minute ends. I mean, I think a lot more happens Rob, how tomorrow. Did, how did that purple hand vein look in 3D? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this. And this is sort of to, like, defend, again, our old Rose hate. It is an 80-year-old woman they made to look 100 and some years old or 100 plus. So, like, you know, this isn't really what Gloria Stewart looked like. They they aged her up. I mean, an 80-year-old woman's hands might look like that, too. Maybe, but they definitely make those hands look a little... I mean, she's... I I know we get... She's old. We get comments about, like, uh, was it, like, ageism and whatnot, and, like... Old people are disgusting. Sorry. you know, you know, I'm going to be disgusting. You know what, though? All people are disgusting. Our yep. bodies were literally held together by skin sacks that hold our insides together. <laughs> Every one of us has disgusting parts, and they literally rot away until we die. Except we're all Ryan Gosling. We're all disgusting. And old people, it's just more pronounced. <laughs> I don't think that helps. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> and you're gonna look absolutely disgusting right before yep. you do die and even look, now even now you look gross i think that's what i say you skin sack why do you think i wear that shirt at the beach <laughs> <laughs> um that's all i have on this minute guys there's not a whole lot really to discuss do you guys have anything else on this actual minute minute 184 of titanic i'm waiting for joe to you pick know, the grossest screenshot possible for me <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I already got it. You know what she's probably looking out for? What? Sea monster. A wreck. Of the week! Sam Kinison's estate was kind enough to sponsor us for at least one more week. Yeah, very kind. uh, For our wreck of the week. And let's go back to 1918 Mm. to the USS Cyclops. Okay. All right. So uh, I want you guys to head down. Now, there's this little region down in the uh, Caribbean. Um, it's kind of it, it has like three points. I uh, can't I know remember what about. it's called though. Mm-hmm. It's got like three. It, it's penned in by like three lines. Joe, are you talking about the Bermuda Triangle? That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. All right. So the USS Cyclops is uh. A no U.S. Navy perception. vessel. I'm sorry? Had no depth perception. <laughs> it shot lasers out of its eyes. Yep. Uh, kind of overrated. It, it, 
uh, it, it, it's often lauded for its leadership skills, but it's <laughs> actually kind of a jerk. Wet yep. blanket. Uh, and and uh, so it was uh, built uh, for the U.S. Navy uh, before World War One, and during World War One uh, was uh, had a few missions. Here's uh, and what I'm going to tell you is the story of the U.S. Navy's worst disaster of a ship, as far as we know, not involved in combat. Okay. So this had the largest loss of life for a, a U.S. naval vessel uh, in um, a non-combat role, like I said, as far as we know. Uh, it had 306 uh, crew members and passengers, and the ship and those 306 people disappeared. What? To, to this day, we have no idea the why ship, that ship sank. The ship or the people. No one could take the ship horn or anything. It, it's gone. Uh, so the uh, the ship uh, set sail um, in March of 1918, and at some point after March 4th, it disappeared. Must have been the tides of March. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's that's funny but disappointing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was uh, sailing from Rio de Janeiro with a little stopover in uh salvador and then was headed to baltimore with a, a shipload of manganese a massive massive shipload of manganese and this is one of the theories it was probably carrying way more cargo than it should have um it was it was meant to carry eight thousand tons but was carrying as far as we know well more than that and uh the last some of the last people that saw it claim that it, it looked like it was already listing to the side because of its a heavy cargo. In addition to that, uh, the starboard engine wasn't working. It had a cracked cylinder, so the ship was not working. Hmm. Um, and this is um, not 100% confirmed, but seems like pretty much legit. Um, the uh, ship took made an unscheduled stop in Barbados because they were dealing with some issues, um, but they stopped over there and said everything seems to be fine. And then uh, on March 4th, it set off for Baltimore. And it was due to arrive in Baltimore on March 13th, but never got there. And um, was basically never seen. There were some reports that people thought they saw it um, near Virginia. But it, that probably was a different ship because it probably couldn't have been in Virginia. If it was, it was, it was by Virginia by March 9th, then it would have been way ahead of schedule because Baltimore isn't that much farther. Did Dal so, Baltimore receive anything via the wire or anything on this? Uh, they did not receive anything uh, via the wire, but white people have absolutely loved this story and consider <laughs> it one of the best ones ever. Now, I agree. Thing. I agree. <laughs> What happened to the ship, guys? What do you think? Hmm. Your guess is as good as anybody else's, to some extent. Hmm. Would you like to hear they... some of the most awesome American possible <laughs> explanations for this? Is but Rob, a... I'll let you give your idea first. Well, I mean, you know, as all Titanic Minute listeners know, there's a lot of questions and um, discussion surrounding the ninja. <laughs> Do we think the ninja interesting potentially well, went to those waters? I have a rebuttal, but I'm not a ninja expert. But okay. I'm gonna give my rebuttal, and then You're I'll, let our, an expert, I'll let our ninja expert. I'll let our ninja expert 
Wan. An engineer, if you will. An in- yeah, thank you. I, I would argue um, that the waters are a little too warm mm. in this part of the uh, ocean for an engine to survive. But again, Duff, you're the engine expert. What do you think? An engineer. Well, it's hard to tell since there are varying uh, definitions and <laughs> depictions of the ninja. Uh, so, but it does seem like the sightings of the ninja have been largely near colder waters. Mm, so like almost iceberg esque, really. <laughs> also, I think the ninja have been spotted mainly near Japan, if mm. I remember right. I might be mixing up my sea monsters at this point. It's yeah. Well, no, you're right. You're, and you are the expert. Mm-hmm. As much as anyone is on the ninja. <laughs> okay. So, by June of 1918, uh, the Assistant Secretary of the Navy uh, declared the Cyclops to be officially lost. They're like, it's gone. Do you know who the Assistant Secretary of the Navy was in June of 1918 in the United States of America? Uh, hmm. Herbert Hoover. John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough. <laughs> no, uh, this didn't involve a plane crash, so John McCain was not involved. Okay. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, so Pre- they, pre-polio, they, I think. So by 1918, they uh, declared it lost. Are you ready for the theories? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. All right, theory one, and this is the most basic one, is it's just another ship lost to the Bermuda Triangle. One of Michelangelo many. theory, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, we could probably do a whole episode about the Bermuda Triangle, but I, we probably shouldn't. Okay. But that is one theory. And the, uh, the various reasons about, or various theories about the Bermuda Triangle, which just, I guess a lot of people have heard of it, but if you don't know exactly what the Bermuda, where the Bermuda Triangle is, it's basically Miami at one point of the triangle, Bermuda at the other point, and then Puerto Rico as the uh, third point. So that's okay. where the Bermuda Triangle is. And it was lost somewhere in there. And there's lots of theories ranging from, like, it involves the lost city of Atlantis to aliens to weird uh, ocean currents to things in that region that mess with your compass. Methane, um, like uh, methane hydrates that come from the bottom of the ocean bubble up and can sink your ships. Which sounds really interesting. I'd like to learn more about. And uh, I know she's not our official researcher, but I would, I would be very grateful if, uh, mm. uh, if Caroline could do more work than I did in preparing for this and <laughs> tell us more about the, that because uh, I did most of my focus on the ship. All right, now here's one. Now I I think this brings together two things Americans love more than anything: racism and <laughs> conspiracy theories. Okay, can I just say uh, that my answer was going to be uh, cannibalism of some type? <laughs> so I got the racism element in there. All right. Well, what was going on in 1918? The World War One was finishing. Indeed. And guess what a, an investigation by the Office of Naval Intelligence turned up about Captain George W. Worley. Guess where he was actually from and what is He's a German. Indeed. So they find out that the captain was actually German, and he was born Johann Frederick Wickman, I believe would be how you pronounce his name. And the uh, the theory is that the uh, he defected to the Germans, or perhaps just scuttled the boat intentionally, 
to support the German war effort. There are all kinds of stories about him being a huge jerk to his crew, him expressing pro-German sympathies, uh, but nothing in the German records were found that the German military knew anything about this man, anything about the ship, or had anything to do with its sinking. I mean, that's that's some crazy espionage, too, right? To just be like, I'm just going to sink the ship. <laughs> yeah, it's just to make it totally disappear, too. It's yeah. one thing to sabotage a ship. It's one thing to keep it hidden for a century. Yeah. It's all screen doors in the bottom. <laughs> well, the, the idea was that the, um, the he either handed the ship over to the Germans so that they could have all the manganese on board. Mm. Or that he gave them critical information about it so that a submarine could sink it. And then, I don't know, maybe he escaped from the ship before the attack or, or something like that. But, okay. but yeah, the, there, there's no hard evidence this took place. Um, no hard evidence it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So the, uh, the probably more likely explanation is, based on what little we do know about it, is that they put too much cargo on the ship... And the, the since three, all three of the sister ships, well, the 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 um, Cyclops had three sister ships. All of them sank. Two of them sank um, in similar, somewhat similar circumstances. Carrying a shipment, sank at sea, lost without a trace. Is Isn't the Bermuda Triangle exceptionally deep? Um. I don't know the answer to that, but that's what our research is for. (laughs) Uh, So the USS Proteus um, became part of the Canadian Merchant Navy in the 40s and was lost uh, in the Caribbean Sea or Caribbean Sea. I I actually admit, I don't know how you're actually supposed to pronounce that. In uh, November of 1941, and the USS Nereus uh, was also sold to uh, actually a private Canadian company and uh, sailed uh, after leaving St. Thomas in 1941 as well. Both of them carrying heavy shipments, which leads people to believe that the ship, these four ships were just not structurally sound and couldn't handle these heavy shipments and that they kind of broke down at sea and sank. The uh, USS Jupiter was actually converted to an aircraft carrier in the 20s and eventually became the USS Langley and was the first American aircraft carrier, which is pretty cool. Um, but hmm. it was uh, sank. It was uh, attacked by Japanese aircraft in '42, and um, after the crew members were res- rescued, they they scuttled the ship. So um, the the ship was sunk. So all four of these uh, sister ships eventually found their home, at least as far as we know, at the bottom of the sea, hmm. possibly during to a German spy, or Dolph, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Monster. One magazine, Literary Digest, speculated that a giant octopus rose from the sea <laughs> and twined the ship with its tentacles and dragged it to the bottom. Wow. Was and that then it Literary Digest? And got the other three. The uh, noted uh, maritime experts at Literary Digest, uh, they posited that a sea monster may have sunk it. Prove them wrong. Can where you? Does a, where does a Literary Digest compare to the Reader's Digest? Good question. Pro- I'm probably go. just as reputable. <laughs> Which one am I most likely to find in Grandpa's bathroom? Uh, <laughs> the Literary uh, Digest was in. Inf- uh, this is reading directly from the Wikipedia page. Its first issue was in 1890, 
Its last issue was in 1938, and it was founded by Isaac Kaufman Funk in 1890. Nice. And it merged with public opinion and current opinion. I just learned that Reader's Digest reaches more readers with household incomes of 100,000 more than Fortune, The Wall Street Journal, Business Week, and Inc. combined. Now? Yeah, I guess so. I think <laughs> it's mind blowing. And I'm not making this up. I think it's because Reader's Digest has an in with ARP. I uh, think they're. Okay. I, think I haven't seen a copy of Reader's Digest in at least right, so that 20 was from years. T- that was from 2006. So maybe it's not the same anymore. My dad would buy Reader's Digest all the time in yeah. the 90s. And yeah. to be fair, there were some pretty cool stories about man versus nature stuff in there. Yep. I used to read Reader's Digest. It, like, it would always... Grandpa had one. It was like... Yeah, and my dad is pretty old for... Um, he had me when he was like 42. So mm-hmm. he's in he's in his prime Reader's Digest years still. <laughs> but yeah, it would always... It always so it, it still exists? Yeah, I, dude. It's still out. It's at the it's, supermarket. I wow. Yeah. Its total circulation as of 2016 is uh, 2.6 million. We should yeah, buy dude. an ad. It's uh, it's not only the boomers, but uh, those the few greatest generation people left. And, yep, rich people really. Yeah. Well, no one. Un- can I can I add one more thing to wrap up this story? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm gl- I almost forgot, but I'm glad I didn't. So there, wh- another theory was that the ship was flipped upside down in a freak storm, mm. trapped all the crew members and passengers inside, and then they eventually passed away. And the ship sank, and novelist Paul Gallico used that idea for a novel called Duff. Poseidon Adventure? Indeed. Supposedly, nice. um, that that theory about the fate of the Cyclops, suppose, according to this, uh, this article, which is in a, a U.S. Navy publication, supposedly was the inspiration for the book that eventually was adapted into the movie. Well, the novel is also called the same thing, The Poseidon nice. Adventure. Cyclops are Greek. There's got to be a morning after. Wonderful. Well, um, to both our listeners of Titanic Minute and readers of Reader's Digest. (laughs) um, (laughs) All millions of you, apparently. Yes. If you enjoy getting a digest, you should go to titanicminute.com slash newsletter and sign up for Sinking Feeling, the newsletter that Caroline writes for us. And you will learn all these things plus more. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nah. All right. We'll be back tomorrow for the special happy hour episode of Titanic Minute. Um. Um.